Dan Zabowski. What's up? We didn't sync. Oh, fuck me. Hello and welcome to the Town Alone Basky Podcast, where we cover basketball and hockey and hockey and basketball. I am your host, Adam Hess, and with me as always, my co-host, Mike Regan. Mike, how you doing today? Fine. No, I'm just kidding. I'm doing great. Basky. Who doesn't love a good Basky in the morning? Love the smell of Basky in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You a big Apocalypse Now guy? Pretty good. Yeah. You just fucking love Brando. You're always talking about that. You're like, number one movie of all time, Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, I'm just a big uh, Martin Sheen guy. That's what it is. <laughs> Not a lot of us out here repping the Martin Sheen, you know? Yeah, Brad, let's see. But... If you're a big Martin Sheen guy, you got what? Apocalypse Now, The West Wing. And then he was he was list. Did, I think he played uh Charlie Sheen's dad in Wall Street. You're an idiot. He is Charlie Sheen's dad. Right, but I think he also plays the biggest play character. Him. Dad. He <laughs> is Charlie that I know, I've never seen Wall Street. I've only seen Wall Street 2, Wall Streeter. <laughs> oh yeah, we shot with the beef. Shia Beef. <laughs> Riding motorcycles. You know he's joining like a monastery or something? Like he's gonna become a priest now? <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. After after even Stevens, is, he really went wild. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, is there a weirder career on Earth than Shia LaBeouf's? No. You got, like, it's... even Stevens, Holes, he was going to be Indiana Jones, he was in Fury and was, like, renowned for how good he was in Fury. He was on a movie where he was supposed to be on acid, and so he showed up on set on acid for the scene, and now he's going to go be, a, a, a like, a preacher. You didn't mention Disturbia. Some would say the best movie Mr. Clean has ever been in. Mr. Clean? The bad guy in that movie kind of looks like Mr. Clean, the murderer. Oh. Oh. He's bald and has a earring. Imagine Mr. Clean, but murdering women. That's what the bad guy in Disturbia is like. And what? Have you not seen Disturbia like six times? Is that just a me thing? I haven't seen it in a minute. You remember at the start of it, it's him and the kid that was never anything again. And the kid that was never anything again figures out that in Spanish, because sounds like you're saying kiss ass. No, that Asian dude was in other things. What was he in? I've seen him in other things. He wasn't. I don't think so. Wasn't he in Fast and the Furious? One of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is that Vin Diesel? (laughs) No, it was The Rock. Soon to be the world champion Rock. You really want to start a wrestling conversation where, where the clock's ticking on hockey talk here, but No, hockey talk's title reign has already been surpassed. Oh yeah. All right, well, we're a basketball and hockey podcast. Today we're kicking it off some hockey before Tyler joins us in the second half to talk some basketball. Mike. Buffalo Sabres surging a little bit. <laughs> Don Granado, job safe. I wouldn't say that. The coach, the next coach, fired odds have tanked. No one is, no one's minus money anymore. Yeah, they've been playing just well enough. A little bit better as of late. Back to back shutouts against the Almighty Sharks and Blackhawks. <laughs> Got the Lightning today. That's a winnable game, and I think we have, we have another shit team after. I think it's Pittsburgh. Like we have a pretty easy schedule in the near future. So, let me ask you this. Yeah, in back to back shutouts between the Blackhawks and Sharks. Who is the best player that tried to score a goal and was denied? 
Are these like healthy rosters or current rosters? The current rosters. Okay. In the those two games, who is the best player that took a shot and was blocked? Um, Blackwell for Chicago, not McKenzie. I guess is relative. I don't know. I think it's like Colin or some shit. Is the answer Tomash Hurdle? And that's just like a huge bummer oh, that that's the actual yeah. answer. <laughs> I forgot. You ever have like a player who used to be like like he like in his prime, really good player, and he still is considered a good player. He's just on such a bad team that I forget he still plays hockey. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say I have that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Mike. So, as it is a basky podcast, and people who listen to this podcast routinely know, uh, we got to talk about the Oilers. Got to talk about the Oilers. Got to talk about the Oilers. Got to talk about the Kraken. These two teams played. What was that? Thursday night? Friday night? Thursday night? Thursday night. Friday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. <laughs> Prior to that game, the Oilers had won 11 straight. They're now up to 12 straight. Plus 24 goal differential. Warren Fogle has two goals in the game. But Oilers, cool. 12 straight. Kraken, 9-3 and three in last 12. And at the same time, Kings kind of fading down the stretch. Could we see a massive turnover? In the Western Conference, where the Oilers and Kraken sneak into the playoffs. First of all, you stole one of like my extra little tidbits I wrote down. Is that Cam Talbot has fallen apart? His last ten starts, he's o eight and two, and then in the month of January, he has an eight eight two save percentage and three point eight four goals against. It's gonna be crazy when he still wins the Vezina. Like he's he's imploded into like like I know he had that game, um, which now like. Like in my head, I'm like, yeah, it was just a week or two ago, but it was probably longer ago than that, where a player crashed into him in the net and he was sl- slow to get up. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Uh, so maybe that is contributing a little bit, but it has been fucking tough sledding for the Talbot at the tough right old age of 400. Yeah, yeah. Kings. I, I mean, Kings have absolutely gone to the tank, but we're here. To, we're here to talk about the positives. Let's start with the Oilers here, Mike. Mm-hmm. They are now first in the league in expected goals. Oh yeah. This was a team that got off to such a bad start that they fired their coach and hired a guy that no one's ever heard of before. Mm-hmm. And now, first in expected goals, third best odds to win the cup by Money Puck, first spot on Dom Lucheshin of The Athletic on his rankings, and they're plus 1,100 to win the cup on uh, FanDuel right now. We're just living in a simulation. All you sheep will never learn. This is the Matrix. It's going to happen every year. They have a 105 PDO right now, mm-hmm. which is very high. Is this a? It doesn't feel like a high PDO team. It feels like, oh yeah, this team has two of the top six players in the world on it. Yeah, they have Warren fucking Fogle. Like, <laughs> I would not expect their PDO <laughs> to be the same high. Same joke. I was gonna go. Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman. <laughs> okay, settle down. Zach Hyman's very good. I won't take that slander on Zach Hyman. He's not the second best player on the team, though, despite having the most goals on the team. Yeah, well, it's not really fair when you play with two heart trophy winners. Sorry, I'm, I'm stealing almonds. Well, well, I'm waiting for you to have like a really long rambling point so I can eat almonds. Nothing. No, I'm, okay. just talk- I'm just not <laughs> talking. <laughs> so I want to give you the give you the satisfaction of your almond time. Um, By points percentage, right now, they're first in the wild card spot, and they're ahead of the Kings by points percentage. Yeah. So right now, like if if the season ended today and we went points percentage tiebreaker, they would be the third team in the Pacific. 
This team was out of the playoffs at American Thanksgiving. Totally shirking the rule. Not even a wild card team. They're going to end up being like the fucking three seed. Well, I remember around the time of the Nabok switch, making him head coach. I remember being on a basket and being pretty adamant. Like, it doesn't matter. They're not making up the ground. Edmonton's not making the playoffs. And I guess McDavid, Hyman, and the boys, they like to bump the basket pod in the locker room. <laughs> and they heard that. And it was bulletin board material because everybody in sports likes to make me look stupid. <laughs> Um, and now they have, I mean, they had prior to this at one point, they had like a 10 game win streak. Then yeah. they decided like, yeah, let's see if you do go a little longer this time. I think they had a nine game win streak and then now they're on their 12 game win streak, which is a franchise yeah. record. 12 game win streak, by the way. McDavid. 12 games. <laughs> What's uh, what you got like know. a Sabres win streak there or something? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not bad. Uh, McDavid has 18 points in the last 12 games. Mm-hmm. I, whenever we talk about McDavid, I'm just forever now going to think back to the last Baski when we both were talking about how he was a 120-point player and how phenomenal that was, only to realize he had scored 150 points. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost impossible to correctly sell how good McDavid is right now. I mean, just absolute height of its powers. And it's – with this Oilers team, when McDavid's on the ice, you're, you're like, you know, tuned in, like, this is something, this is going to happen. But then just, like, all the depth guys have just been performing too. I mean, like – the the Seattle game on Thursday, the Dracidal Kane line was fucking on fire, man. I mean, Dracidal walks out with three points. Uh, Warren Fogle ends up with two goals. Stuart Skinner now is going to be a Vezina guy. He has like a nine twenty eight during this during this uh, this this win streak, and you can't say ah, it's just a good defensive system because they they're running out Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece in front of that guy. They don't exactly have Kale McCarr. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Skinner's Skinner's playing better. I don't know. You texted me that the first two goals weren't Skinner's fault, and I I disagree on the first one. I think I, I think it was a one, think, it was a one on one. It was a breakaway. Right. I think it was fifty fifty. Like yeah, so the defense screwed up and gave him a breakaway, but he got the he got the puck at like the blue line. Skinner realized it was one on one. He couldn't make the save. It's just like a fucking shootout where you're expected to make the save. <laughs> You're the king of being against shootouts. I don't know why you would suddenly use the shootout as a reason for your argument. No, I'm just saying that I don't think like that level of breakaway is as bad as like the second goal. That was not at all his fault. Like that was crap defense by Edmonton, who let uh, McCann just totally like cut right in the middle of him. Darnell Nurse was focusing on the one guy on the left. I don't know what Matthias Eckholm was doing, but <laughs> Jared McCann just like cut right in between them and then got the puck. And that one was like literally. Split second of a breakaway. Flick the puck in the net. That was my only point. Like, I'm not I mean, saying the first one was all on Skinner. I just feel like, eh, you, 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 you could have had that once, too. I think that the skater is supposed to win those breakaways. That's the way I think about it. Yeah. But while we're talking about it, worth bringing up the Kraken. 9-3 in the last 12. Plus 11 point differential. Money Puck only gives him a 29.5% chance to make the playoffs. Wow. So, yeah, not, not exactly mind-blowing, but they are, uh, by points percentage, I think they're a game or two out of the playoffs right now. Or, you know, a certain amount of points percentage. Some some percentage out of the playoffs yeah. right now. Uh, I don't know about the percentage eyes, but they're three points behind LA for the second wildcard spot. Uh, game in hand where, though? Who has who has more games? The, the Kings have three games in hand. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, by points percentage, assumedly, Seattle is, is looking pretty good here. Mm-hmm. But real, real quick, just to, to talk a little bit more about that. That Oilers Kraken game. 
Um, which, by the way, Kraken also at 105 PDO. Is is there something going on in the Seattle water that just makes sports teams there outrageously lucky? Oh, except except for the Seahawks with that one interception that one time. But or the, or the Supersonics. <laughs> yeah, but they're not there anymore, so yeah. they don't count. Um, but the last year it was like ah, Seattle teams, you know, shooting. 18%. This can't sustain. And then this year it's, ah, Seattle's has a 105 PDO. This can't possibly sustain. Yeah, they went back to their roots. Luck? Their roots yeah. are luck? <laughs> they went back to unsustainable PDO to get their groove back. I love the idea of forming a team like Dave Haxtall sits down and he's like, what I want in my team is just luck. Doesn't matter who we put out there. I want us to be lucky. I want us to be the luckiest team every night. I'd feel bad for the GM who hears that and is, how the fuck do I build that? <laughs> you just, you know, it's like uh, Moneyball. You find videos of guys playing in Croatia mm-hmm. that are really lucky. And then you're like, super gorgeous and you never watch the games. Yeah. You drive <laughs> home, your daughter plays guitar in those two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> You just find videos of people in, like, Slovenia who almost get hit by buses but move out of the way at the last second and go, that's the guy from my team. Can you skate? I was wondering why you picked this game specifically to talk about. And then now I realize it's because the teams have been hot. Yeah, the other team. I mean, just the Kings are absolutely in shambles right now. And then Calgary's also been surging. The Leaves managed to knock them off recently. But outside Mm -hmm. of that, I mean, Calgary's been on a fucking tear too, man. I mean... That that Pacific Division is going to be pretty tightly contested. The Pacific and the Metro are going to come down to the, the wire on some of those spots. Yeah, and then the, the Golden Knights are beat to shit right now. So they're now seven points back of Vancouver for, their, for the Pacific Division lead. And they've both played the same amount of games. So, Yeah, my whole Vancouver is going to fall off take is... <laughs> I, I, I should have just gone with my preseason. Vancouver's awesome. Like, I'm totally in on this Vancouver thing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Vancouver started playing well, I was like, this isn't going to keep happening. The Vancouver Canucks vessel that is this hockey team is somehow coated with a special alloy that is resistant to regression. (laughs) It will not affect it. I think they had a Magic School Bus episode about that. So, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) What do you think the final playoff picture ends up looking like in the Pacific? If you were a gambling man, you had to put money on it right now. Don't make me do that. I don't want to do that. Next topic. <laughs> it's so hard because, like you said, there's the Canucks. They're up top, but you're like waiting for the regression. But we're past the midpoint of the season, and it hasn't come yet. So is it? Then Edmonton's back into it, but that's because L.A. fell apart. L.A. gets it together. Then you got the Knights who are supposed to be like, <laughs> like, I'm not giving you any answer whatsoever because it's a very hard very hard to sit here and confidently pick three names out of those four. I definitely think it's three of those four, though. I don't yeah. think Calgary gets in. Calgary's 7-3-0 and zero in their last 10. And same amount of games as Seattle. Same points. I don't know, man. You can't be know. the team that made, like, once all the results became apparent, made one of the worst trades we've seen in the last, like, probably 10 years and have like every good player on your team already being like, yeah, I want to get the fuck out of here and then make the playoffs. Life doesn't work that way. Calgary. 
They also have a negative one goal differential. <laughs> right? Like, no, it's, this is not how like, these things work. Like, you look at the differentials in the Pacific. I'm just going from the top bottom here. Vancouver plus 55. Vegas plus 24. Edmonton plus 25. Uh, did I say plus 25 for Vancouver? Because it's plus 55 for Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles plus 25. Calgary minus one. <laughs> Real fall off there in quality of these teams. One of those things is not like the other. Come on. It's a podcast. You got to... You have hot takes. Give me, give me your, uh, your three teams coming out of the Pacific, and then you. I won't even make you pick wild card. How about that? Okay. So you know, I think Merry I'm gonna Christmas. go with, I'm gonna go with the three that are there because Cam Talbot's looking like the Cam Talbot we saw at the end of his Minnesota run, which is pretty abysmal. And Copley's hurt. Even when he comes back, how confident do I feel about that? And right now they're leaning on David Riddick to pick up the slack and I don't feel confident in that either. So goaltending could be the Kings downfall as far as being a top three seed in the, the Pacific. I had to fight the urge to accidentally say specific specific. <laughs> How many goaltenders are you confident in that are going to be good right now and also come, I don't know, April. Like just round, round about number. You don't have to name specific goaltenders, but how many, Demko. how many goaltenders? Demko. Demko. Right. Yeah, confident. Would be the first name I name, but he's he's gonna be yeah. the Vezina guy. Confident, confident in Aiden Hill. Confident in Hellebuck. Pretty solid on Ottinger. Pretty solid. And record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> so four. Yeah, four goalies you're confident in. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess. Uh, can, can I beat that? <laughs> yeah, I guess I I put UC in the the rock solid. Yeah, confident in UC. I wouldn't be confident in the rest of Nashville, but there's somehow no Shesterkin on your list. I thought we were just doing West. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that might be the right call. I mean, honestly, you might have more people than I would have. You think, you think Demko sucks? I can't. I gotta stop. I gotta stop shorting the Canucks, man. I've staked my whole career on it. <laughs> I, st- I staked my whole career before the season started that the Canucks were going to be good, and now I've staked my whole career on the regressions coming. I can't. I, I said, can't short them anymore. I said that. I said that's your Demko, and you practically did like a spit take. I didn't expect him to be the first name. That's all. Playing really good. Yes, he is playing really good. This is the year where he can win a Vezina. I just thought that the first name was going to be Hellebuck. <laughs> it's also insane that I was just totally cool with the Aiden Hill take, like career yeah. backup, and I was like, yeah, Aiden Hill, he'll be, he'll be great. All right, Mike. Let's uh let's switch conferences here. Let's talk a little bit about the Metro and the Leafs here, or the no. Atlantic and the Leafs here. <laughs> uh. All right, bud. Look, <laughs> I'm tired of your crap on this podcast. All right, I haven't really done anything on this one. I just kind of sat here. <laughs> so the Leafs are in a lull, which is making us all lull. Oh, I stole hey, my pun. Five, four, and one in their last ten. Uh, before that, they were losing in their last ten, or, or five hundred in their last ten. But they beat Calgary yesterday. Currently, six oh five points percentage, third place in the Atlantic, and uh, narrowly, narrowly above Tampa, Detroit, and I guess Washington, if you want to talk that. But those those are the people that are within one game. What? It's going on, Mike. Did this team just fall apart because they threw money at Nylander? Is that what happened? 
No, I just this is like who the team is. I don't. They're a team that will never be like bad because they have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, even on the tier below. Or sorry, William uh, Willie Nylander, and then on the tier below, you can even say they have guys like Mitch Marner, Morgan Riley on defense, etc. Like, but mainly the it's Matthews and Marner that with that those guys at the top it stops them from being like an abomination of a team or falling to a super low level where it's like, we're not going to make the playoffs. But when it like, when you like I going into the year, I didn't take them like a serious people to win a Stanley cup. Their rosters is not constructed to do it. How much of this has to do with wool going down? Not that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like such like a sliding doors moment. Because then you're saying, like, well, if Wall stayed healthy, he would have been playing good for every game that they've lost while he was gone. He would have been playing in it, and he would have had a 65 save shutout. So <laughs> this is a totally different conversation. I, I don't – that's a very, like, what if. That's tough to say. How does Martin Jones have a 920 save percentage? Martin, I need you to listen to me here. I'm trying to make a point that this was goaltending's fault, and you're hitting me with a 920, 2.4 goals – um, our, our goal saved average, goals allowed average. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we were supposed to be bros, Martin. You're out Not here bros. making me look like a bitch. Like a bitch. Okay, so maybe it's not goaltending, Mike. Well, no, I mean, like, part of it's goaltending sucks, but part of it is it can't, they can't overcome that because their roster top to bottom isn't super strong. <laughs> Like, it's similar to Edmonton. I said it last year, except I, I, Edmonton, McDavid, the team of McDavid and Drysaddle is safe to say, as much as we love Austin Matthews, at least one step in front of the team of Nylander and Matthews. And they're, they're just, they're in a, but the, my point being is Maple Leafs are still in a similar situation where it's like, all right, how do we deploy these guys? Because we like to spread them up, spread them out. We like to balance this thing out, but that's going to, it just becomes a problem because they're not getting the help from the rest of the team. So then if it gets to a point where the guys up on the top of that pyramid start to just slightly fall off, shit goes, you know, down the Pisha duel real fast. Down the what? What was that? The Pisha, the Pisha duel. Can, do I have to censor that when I edit this? <laughs> no. Sure about that? Sure about Italian. that? That's why. But you're they not Italian, on, so. On, oh my god, we're not doing this again. How, like, okay. I, what, it, it, what, in a second. That, I could not get that sentence started. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a second here. We, we need to talk <laughs> about, we need to talk about the Atlantic as a whole. Yeah. But congratulations. You're... Who's who, what's the GM's name in Toronto? I'm blanking. Not Sean. Oh, the guy, the guy. Yeah, the guy who fucked up in Calgary, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bradtree Living. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're Bradtree Living. Coming up on the deadline, ownership comes to you and says, "Hey, you can make a maximum of two moves at the deadline. What moves are you making? You can be general. You don't have to give me like a name, yeah, pick, compensation, how much salary is retained. You can just general idea. What are you doing to improve this team? Defensive depth, maybe a veteran starter who you feel a veteran goaltender who you think like, hey, worst case scenario, we can get league average goaltending out of him. Any chance Bradtree Living can get Jacob Markstrom? I don't. <laughs> He's tight with him. Yeah. 
think they were they fuck around. Get the band back together, Jacob. Hop in. Yeah. Hop Jacob in, loser. Them. We're going to not win Stanley Cups. Jacob Markstrom um, would look good in a Toronto uniform. If only I could Photoshop that. He would look pretty good in that, you're right. If only it existed. So There's defensive thing- depth and a veteran? Veteran goaltender, that's what you're saying? Maybe like that. I don't know. Nah, fuck it. Just go in on we're just going to have to outscore them. <laughs> Maybe some defensive depth to help you out. Get some depth scoring. One of those two things. The best you can with the cap space you have to see what, what you can do. But they're going to run into the po- the problem in the play. Because it's like two options here. And I think it was like that column you sent me by Dom at The Athletic pointed it out that you could go like the Colorado route and just play the ever-loving shit out of your top guys. But then you're running into the problem where you're going to get to the playoffs and these dudes are going to be spent. doesn't happen to Nathan McKinnon or Cam McCarr. Well, they're like genetic freaks. <laughs> yeah, they're, those those guys love cardio. <laughs> yeah. I think Nate McKinnon eats a more insane diet than I do. Have we talked about this? Have you, Do you know about my diet? I just eat the same thing every single day. Yeah, you told me this. You're, you're a sociopath. Yeah. yeah. I think Nate McKinnon and I would have a lot to talk about. You would. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have really good opinions on how to prepare quinoa. But even that situation, when if even if it's like maybe not entirely a fatigue thing, sometimes you just run to a team that like has your number. And then those like two guys who have been carrying you can't do what they've been doing and it's like all right someone else has to pick up the slack and it's just tumbleweeds and crickets in the distance because no one's there yeah what's the line sometimes you get speed bagged yeah right in this right in the speed bags <laughs> yeah right in the yam bag <laughs> <laughs> all right mike we, we we do have to to move on here talk about the yeah. atlantic as a whole so your boys florida jump toronto they're now in second place boston hanging on plus 33 goal differential still in first place in the division just whatever is going on there, man. They're just fucking unassailable on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. They've allowed 116 goals, which is at least four better in the division. And I think the number one mark in the NHL. No, Winnipeg's allowed less goals, but Connor Hellebuck is just absolutely, you know, standing on his fucking head. Yeah. But Florida, Toronto, that rounds out your top three right now. Tampa Bay, Detroit on Toronto's heels. I don't think anyone really believes in this Detroit Red Wings team, right? They're, they're fun, you know? Yeah. Catch them on a good night. I don't think anyone really believes them. And then you have uh, the dog shit Canadians, the dog shit Sabres, and the dog shit Senators holding down the bottom of the division. Heard that. Don't worry. I'll edit it out so you don't hear it in post. To tie this back to the Leafs, they're pretty lucky they're not in the Metro. Yeah, they'd be out of the playoffs if they're in the Metro. Like, you look at the Metro, it's like, okay, the Devils are sitting out there not in the playoffs. And while they haven't been playing great, like, there's potential on the roster to turn it around. You'd have to worry about them. Who'd only be, what, three points behind you? Yeah, three points behind you with the same amount of games. Mm-hmm. So, and the Capitals. And I mean, also they would be a <laughs> point behind. Don't. Stop, stop. This Capitals thing needs to stop. <laughs> you just can't accept that. Fucking who is it? Charlie Lindgren there? Who's there? Who's their goaltender that's been on fire? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it is Lindgren. <laughs> you can't. You just can't accept that Charlie Lindgren is a Vezina guy. I'm calling every goaltender who gets above like a nine ten a Vezina guy from now on. That's my new thing. This team can't make the playoffs when Ovechkin has scored negative one goals this year. Yeah, here's a question. Do they count saves if it's an own goal and you stop it? 
You broke my brain on that. <laughs> like if the goalie almost knocks the puck into the net himself? No, like if someone on the team, say mm-hmm. Ovechkin, shoots the puck at Charlie Lindgren, Charlie Lindgren stops it. Does that count as a save for Charlie Lindgren? Because if it goes know. in, it counts as a goal. Yeah, but if it did, the goal would go to the last player to touch the puck on the opposing team. Right. So does the shot work the same way? Or is our own goals goals without a shot? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, like, if someone, like, corralled the puck, like, took the puck away from a player and then accidentally like knocked it towards their net i think that would be a save for the goaltender but i also like i don't know because in my head i'm picturing a scenario where like a defender is starting to take it out and then just flips a yui and just rifles a clapper at his own goaltender yeah this is the way to boost those numbers man yeah (laughs) get in get get into shesterkin you get our timmy panarin just turn around start shooting the fucking puck at him over and over again Suddenly, it's just Shesterkin goes from being like a 902 guy this season to be like a 920, 930 guy. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, now I'm going to go and say, no, it doesn't work like that. You don't get a save, (laughs) a save for it. This is bullshit, man. Sorry. Hey, while we're talking about the Eastern Conference, if you had to pick a team that you're confident in making the cup final right now, who is that team? Oh, boy. Too indecisive for these questions. You want me to go first? That yeah, you go first. You go first for once. I think Always the Rangers, me on the hot man. Seat. The Rangers. I know. It's they're only plus sixteen, but Shesterkin hasn't started cooking yet. Their offense has been insanely good. Their power play's been ridiculous. Miko not Miko Rantanen. Um uh who's the the long hair guy that I can only Mika, think of Miko Rantanen. <laughs> Mika Zabanajad. Yeah, Zabinajad. Zabinajad hasn't had like the weird four goal game he normally gets every year. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Artemi Panarin looks like a guy that was deserving of the number one overall pick. Alexi Lafreniere, another guy that's playing well. Yeah. They're exceeding my expectations going into the year. I I, I wasn't super down. I was. I was poo-pooing the Rangers and saying, like, it will take Igor Shesterkin God mode for them to have a chance at winning a Stanley Cup. I, what I didn't counter on was Panarin shaving his head and going, like, Dalai Lama mode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and becoming unreal this season, along with their guys who are really good. I don't, I don't hate the Rangers pick. The other team I put in there would probably be because I hate everything about Boston sports. Um, and I also, just like the Canucks, the regression is fucking coming. <laughs> this can't keep happening. Um, is the, the Panthers. Yeah. I really like this Panthers. The vibes are back in full force, baby. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, uh, Kachuk has been playing well. Mm-hmm. And it, he's, he's, you know, he's the car that drives the team. Like, I get it. Your boy has been having a good season. Little Sammy Reinhardt has been having a good season. season. Phenomenal season. Yeah. But when Kachuk's playing well, it's like when Steph Curry plays well. Like, the entire team just suddenly gets better. Yeah. But like, we you don't believe in momentum. But if you were a believer in momentum, Kachuk would be one of your guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Kachuk is the counter argument to momentum doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but real quick, just just want to kind of run out talk about the Atlantic while we're still talking about Toronto. What would surprise you more? Second half of the season surge, Toronto ends up with home ice in a couple rounds, or second half of the season slump, Toronto ends up final wild card spot, road ice, entire way. Pretty 50-50, but I'll split it up and say like, I guess I'd be le- I'd be a little more surprised 
if I'm splitting my surprise by portions, it'd be 51% will go to the idea that they slide down. Like, I think they will end up being number three, probably. Or I could see them getting hot because they have Austin Matthews. But Austin Matthews has been playing well. I mean, but he, I mean, yeah, but the same thing where you're like, Shesterkin hasn't turned it on yet. Matthews hasn't turned it on yet. How many goals does Austin Matthews have this season? Let's see. Right He's still near the top of the league, I think. Yeah, 37 goals. Yeah. It's just 37 goals just, in yeah. 42 games. Yeah. It's just like recently, it's it's dried up a little bit. Yeah. Austin Matthews hasn't turned it on. Yeah. He's going to get hot any day now and go from scoring 0.9 goals a game to scoring a goal a game. <laughs> I'm Mike and I have dumb opinions. But there's, you know. Hey, Austin but, Matthews has been called recently. He only recently had a hat trick in the last game he played. Oh, did he really? Yeah. And they lost? Four-point game, three goals. Did they lose? No, that was the game they beat Calgary. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, they like, like I said, they have some players in that team where if they get going, it will help kind of drag up some of your other guys. Like, you're Matthew Nyes. Get up here and start scoring a couple more goals, <laughs> you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if they get hot and can get to like the stay at three, separate themselves to lock down number three or get to number two. I don't think they're getting one. Is it in Toronto's DNA to just only have guys who are in the Calder conversation and then turn into complete dust? Is that how this works? Is this like a Michael Bunting thing? Yeah. Like Michael Bunting, Matthew Nyes this season. Now next year when Wool comes back, he's going to go from being like a potential Calder guy to, I don't know, having like an 880 save percentage. Yeah, hopefully Wall comes back and plays a lot of games. Because the worst thing, I feel like for a goalie, a rookie goalie, is you like come in, you have a small sample size and look good. Then you go into next year and it's like, oh yeah, they're a rookie goalie. Shout out Devin Levi. And <laughs> who is going through some growing pains. Or shout out like Akira Schmid. Playoffs look pretty good. Not so much. Stuart Skinner. Even though he's like, I think I, I'm probably wrong. He's probably younger than I think, but like visually, he looks like a 47 year old rookie. I am so jealous of Stuart Skinner's facial hair. Really? Yeah. Like I That's wish I could get a big bushy mustache like that and shave my beard close underneath. Ah, I fucking love that look. <laughs> What's up, bud? <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of the egg sketch from I think you should leave. <laughs> you should be able to game. watch little porn. Yeah, where the guy pulls his pants down. He's like, a little bush? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he says. Um, he's got a bush. Uh, Stuart, yeah. Skinner's tw- Stuart Skinner's just turned 25. Okay, okay. So, yeah, he's younger than I thought he was. But same thing. He looked really hot in the playoffs last year. I think he looks year. hot all the time. Oh, sorry. You're talking about on the ice. Got it. <laughs> you, you made your point. <laughs> if you had to yeah, just, just take a little stab ski in the dark here, how many games has Stuart Skinner played in his career? How are we talking about the Oilers? We already talked about the Oilers. <laughs> we were talking about Toronto Maple Leafs rookies. All right, give me the number. How many games do you think Stuart Skinner's played? His career? How many? Oh, boy. Oh boy. Say 100. 91. Damn. I have the closest without going over, so I win. You do win. All right, Mike. We got one more thing to talk about today. We got to talk about the Calder. I'm talking about. With Connor Bedard going down for four to six weeks after a dirty, dirty, dirty hit by Andrade Palat. Still don't remember who hit him, so I'm still going, still blaming Palat. 
Alaska started getting death threats from <laughs> Chicago fans to no idea why. <laughs> the the Calder field has gotten a little weird because of this. Your favorite is still yeah. Bedard sitting at minus 180. How many games do you think Bedard has to play to win this? He's at 39 games right now. 33 points, 39 games. And he has like a 10, he has like a 10 point lead points wise, right? Uh, nine maybe. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless Luke Hughes scored some more points. I don't know. He's at 39, you said? Uh, 39 he, games. Yeah. Could he miss four to six weeks and then still play like another 21 games? There's no way, right? Yeah, like I don't think I would have to look at it. It doesn't feel like the math works out that way. Because if he misses four to six weeks, we're in mid February and the season ends mid April. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one of those fancy things, those fancy calendar things, but <laughs> it could it could work out. I, mean, I still would put like I don't hate it. Like, Minus one eighty. Think... If you don't hate it, now is the time to get in on the odds. They're ne- they probably aren't going to go plus. Yeah, because if he comes back in the four weeks instead of the six, like first game back scores like two goals, minus 500 the next day. Yeah. So I still think he's very much in play. If you're Chicago, do you consider saying, hey, listen, Connor, we don't want you breaking the Calder mark so that you're eligible again next year. And then you and Macklin Celebrini can both compete on the same team for it. Didn't you already break it? I thought the number was 40 games. That would be, if you're right, I can't remember the exact number. So if you are right, that's wild that he stopped. That's a, that's a little suspicious. That's a little conspiracy-like. He got his jaw broken. 25 regular season games. So he's oh, quite passive. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was less than that. But yeah, he's in it. He's in the shit now. Yeah. So no reason to shut him down for the season then, right? Yeah. Ricky, you're over. <laughs> so, uh... Here, your other competitors right now, as I see it. Luke Hughes, plus 480. 24 points, 42 games. Brock Fabers, plus 700. 21 points in 43 games. And Adam Fantilli, plus 1,000. 25 points in 44 games. Marco Rossi is also, like, right behind Fantilli, but I will die before I put two players from this <sighs> wild squad into the Calder conversation. I, I wrote down both their names. <laughs> And my <laughs> list of potential other candidates. They've both been playing very well this season for Minnesota. But the one I, I really wanted to harp on was this is bullshit because this should be the time where Fantilli has a chance to go out and like steal this Calder trophy and he plays for a shit franchise. That no one watches. That no one watches. And despite in a lot of offensive metrics, including just straight up points and goals, he's among the top of the team. He doesn't get as much playing time and then it was announced recently as like yesterday maybe that with Boone Jenner fucking Boone Jenner coming back they're gonna have to move him off center to the wing here's a fun here's a fun stat found out Boone Jenner's best season he had 49 points as a rookie right now Adam Fantilli is on pace for 46 Dude, this rookie class is so fucking good. It is. Fantilli has an expected goal percentage or goal share of 51.3%. The team as a whole is 46.2%. <laughs> like, 
like the, the whole like the, there should be a big whiteboard when they go into like you know for practices when they get ready for games and it should just be like Adam Fantilli with seven circles around it like that's our strategy boys offensively it's, it's kicking and screaming or uh, right. not kicking and screaming it's kick it to the Italians yeah exactly like that that should be the plan like if if worst case scenario you just put the spotlight on a, a young kid who's extremely talented that'll at least make your fans maybe want to watch or come to the games instead of being like ooh let's go watch a broken Goudreau and Boone fucking Jenner <laughs> so ridiculous the most you... col- sorry go ahead go ahead I'm loving the rant keep going I would say it's like the most Columbus Blue Jackets thing ever to be like, yeah, we got Boone Jenner. Like, we're not going to take the future of our franchise. We're not going to let him still play his position because we got to put Boone Jenner on the top line at center. So we'll bump him to the wing. Maybe it's a genius way to tank. (laughs) Maybe. And maybe I'm just biased because in my opinion, like, if Bedard wasn't in this draft, Adam Fantilli is number one overall pick. Yeah. And I think there's been a lot of times this season where you watch him play and he looks like he he's just 100% ready for this. Hold on. You did, know? did Adam Fantilli go second? Didn't someone else go second? Uh, Leo Carlson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that was still wrong. Fantilli should have been number one if Bedard was in this draft and I stand by it. I do like Leo Carlson too, though. Yeah, but, I like Leo Carlson. Not as much as I like Fantilli. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Point being is that I feel like this should be Fantilli's time to to shine as far as Calder hype and moving up the, the odds list, and I don't think it's going to happen because he plays, no matter how good he plays or what analytics will say he could possibly do, he plays for the dog shit team. Yeah, I agree. If If I was betting on this agnostic from situation, Fantilli would be my bet. You're getting great odds, plus 1,000. I think he's a better player than Brock Faber and uh, Luke Hughes, which might sound a little blasphemous because Luke Hughes is quite good. Not even just where they put him on the ice. Just put him on the He's 13th in, sh- in his share of possible ice time. 13th on the team. Who the fuck is playing ahead of <laughs> Fantilli? It's the Columbus 12, Blue Jackets. Right? 12 other fucking plugs are getting more ice time than Adam Fantilli. I swear to God, every time... I look at a Columbus game. I couldn't tell you the lines that don't have Fantilli on them. Like, I can immediately identify Fantilli because he's just better at handling the puck than the other guys on the ice. I don't, I don't get how he's 13th in possible uh, percentage of ice share. He's got, he's a little like, like he's an adult man. You know what I'm I mean? I'm a man. Like, yeah, like, I'm like Bedard, He played in college, so he's a little bit older, obviously, than Bedard. Uh, or is he? I bet he is. He might. It, it might be because Bedard's, Bedard's the youngest All Star of all time. So I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and bet that, it, that Bedard's a little bit younger than Fantilli. Yeah, um, but it's not like a crazy amount. But he played with older people in the NCAA. You know, like in, like in the NCAA, you can end up having to play some dude who's like. 24 hanging on to his sixth year of eligibility and after college he has to go work at his dad's car dealership and so he's just going to try to run you into the boards out of spite like that's what you have to deal with in the NCAA sometimes so you know it hardens you makes you a little bit more of a man when you come into the league and he has he has like the history of winning because he was playing at Michigan and Michigan, so yeah. he goes he goes from that directly to play for the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets 
mm-hmm. who are just incapable. I watch a ton of basketball. And the, the pain in the ass thing about basketball now is that all the teams are, like, way smarter than they used to be. Like, there's there's so few truly dumb franchises now. The nice thing about hockey is you still got them, man. They're still hanging around there. You can point yeah. to franchises and be like, look at these fucking idiots. Like, the last thing... I think the last time Columbus made the playoffs... I think we're running on, like, six years ago now, maybe, or five... It was, like... A weird torch season. Was it when Pierre-Luc Dubois was there? Or was it before that? It would have been when Pierre-Luc Dubois was still there, yeah. Okay. Before Pierre-Luc Dubois got turned into Patrick Laine. That's going great. <laughs> All right, Mike, any final thoughts on the Calder here? Any any other long <laughs> shots you want to throw out? You want to you know plug Zach Benson or something? No, I will actually say it's so upsetting because... Zach Benson has looked really good. Like he's picked up on NHL, uh, like on the NHL level game very well. And it's looked really good at times. But unfortunately, like I wish he was here last year when our offense was actually fun compared to now. <laughs> Cause I think he would have been putting up better numbers, but it's unfortunate. Um, you know, you know, Peter Kochekov is still a rookie. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like every year Carolina will like use them a little bit early in the year and then they're like, all right, back down to the minors with you, boy. Um, yeah, there he is. Plus, plus 7,500. I just found his odds. Yeah. His numbers are like spectacular on the year, but, <laughs> um, his numbers in the last five have been better. I'm just saying goalies are weird. Could check off gets hot. Make $750 on a $10 bet. All right, with that, Yuri Kulik, that's who you should bet. Uh, We're going to take a short break, come back, and uh, talk about basketball. One, two, three, one, two, three. Are you recording Scratch? I didn't know you were recording Scratch. Look at this guy. I am also a podcaster, Adam. I also do this very often. Audacity, are you kidding me? Got it open right here. Hell yeah. Some of us pay for our audio recording software, so uh, Audition an, opened right over here. nerd. <laughs> Audition sucks. Yeah, but I pay for it, so I'm going to fucking use it. Anyway, <laughs> hang on. Quick quick game. Uh, can I name more than three Panthers, the team I claim to be a fan of in hockey? Yeah. Let me, Bob Robsky, he's still there? a goalie. You want to you introduce yourself, Tyler, instead of just jumping oh, in? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm media. I'm, you're, I'm the talent. I, media, I write media columns on the website. And no <laughs> filmmaker and uh, bartender mostly. <laughs> so it's, um, Tyler Kerkara. Yeah, Tyler is our, our resident Tom Cruise in uh, cocktail. Is the way I like to think of him. Uh, this th- think of this is like when Sean Fennessy comes on the Bill Simmons pod to talk about the Jets. I'm you. I'm that, but for yeah. the Orlando Magic. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Tyler is also. Uh, I don't even know if I would call it bandwagon. You're like a Twitter clout Florida Panthers fan. Is that a? Is there a, such such a thing as a cl- as getting clout for being a Panthers fan? There's not. Such they're, they're the, are they the, are they not the Orlando Magic of the NHL? Where, no, because they're they're like, they're like actually you know play in Stanley Cup Finals and stuff, so it's a little different. A Magic have been to two finals. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The Panthers but, have uh, won a finals. Oh really? They have when? Yeah, nineties, no, two thousand, early two thousands. Did they not win the year after uh, the Devils broke hockey? 
No, Panthers never won a cup. Right, I'm gonna feel really dumb if I'm wrong on that. Okay, I was gonna say I thought there was like you know the Panthers like I the, I, I picked the Bears because I didn't want to be a Jaguars fan, but look how that worked out for me. <laughs> and uh, would have worked out about the same either way. Anyway, quick, real quick, let me try and name three Panthers players. I do have All a right. Panthers T-shirt. I could go wear it if you want. Um, yeah, you got your magic stuff on. Bobrovsky, he's a yep. goalie. Still there. Yes. Could Matthew Kachuk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Gudas, he's gone though. He left. Yeah, he got traded. It was there last year though. Yeah, so I guess I can't. I'll take it. I'll count it. You can't count it. He's not there. I'll count it it. anymore. Also, Adam, to uh, to clarify, last year when they beat Vegas, um, and I forgot which game of the series it was. That was game three. That was actually their first ever win in a Stanley Cup game, (laughs) like series game. Shit. So they never had been there before. All right, never mind then. I could have sworn they won in the early nineties or mid nineties. Yeah, that that you're, you're thinking of the movie. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Good point. <laughs> of all the sports I follow, the only team that has ever won a championship is uh, the Bears, and that was in nineteen eighty-five, fifteen years before I was born. So yeah, what what was your favorite memory from the eighty-five Bears, Tyler? I love hearing old guys talk about it. It's my favorite thing. Adam, I sent you a, I sent you a clip oh, like a week ago about yeah. <laughs> of a Chicago radio guy just going off being like, "We got to bring back the '85 Bears. We got to we got to they did they were arrogant. They did the yeah. Super Bowl shuffle on December seventh, and I'm just like, my brother in Christ, it's 2024. <laughs> she won't text you back." All right, so we're we're here to talk about basketball to get this podcast back on the tracks. For starters, uh, last time that we had Tyler on was the OJ and Anobi trade. We That's actually right. stopped recording. Tyler goes and checks Twitter. OG and Anobi's been traded, and we hop back on to talk about the OG and Anobi trade. So obviously this week, Pascal Siakam to Indiana in a trade that gets the Pacers get Siakam and a Pelican second. The Raptors get Bruce Brown, Kira Lewis, Jordan Noire, two twenty-four firsts, including one that's going to, like, I don't know, be in the mid-20s, probably one that's going to be, like, 17-18. And then a 26 first. And the Pelicans uh, get slightly under the luxury tax. Don't really know what they why they were in this. I guess they just didn't want to pay the extra money for Kira Lewis, but sure. What do you guys think? Let's start with you, Mike. Mike, instant reaction. Out of, uh, I don't know, give me, like, an IGN score. So, like, if it's a 6, it's the worst thing ever, but... <laughs> You know, like a seven point yeah. eight is like a middle. What's your IGN score for this trade? For the we'll start um, with the Pacers. See, I think IGN. I feel like they're always way too generous. So I'll say an eight. Oh wait, for the Pacers specifically? Yeah, for the Pacers specifically. Oh yeah, I'll give them an eight. Well, like I have a couple questions about it. We'll get into it later, but I mean, you get you got to get some like studs. You got you got like the guy and Alberton, who I'm a massive fan of. So I think it's a good get to add to the team. I'm just a little. I think a, a wrinkle to it that'll be interesting to find out is how much they're going to pay him, Siakam, in the offseason. Yeah, I, I wrote about this on the League Pass Watchability Rankings. Like, you got, you gave up three firsts, which you're expecting to not be lottery picks, and Bruce Brown, and in return, you get to pay Pascal Siakam $37 million a year. Congratulations. Tyler, let me get your IGN grade on the Pacer side of this trade. Are you familiar with IGN? You don't, you don't I am familiar with IGN. Okay. I, I listen, I will dip my toe into games. You know, I played, 
three or four this year. I played Baldur's Gate three. It was pretty good. Uh, this fucking guy, this fucking nerd over here. Look yeah, at him. I know. Fucking what a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> you know, my first podcast was D and D podcast. We can move on from that. Um, oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah, in college. <laughs> uh, it's like a. I, you know what? Listen, I feel like as someone who generally who writes about movies for the site, I need a, a reason to be on this podcast because. I don't. It's not like I'm good at basketball. I just watch a lot of it. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna to go with a hot take. This is a nine for the Pacers. Woo! That is a hot take. Oh no! We gave up Bruce Brown and like the 22nd pick in a bad draft for a real player. Whatever will we do? <laughs> like the Clippers mortgaged the their franchise. Like their new stadium, I think, belongs to Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma City for for Paul George and, and everyone's like I think they gave up too much for Pascal Siakam I watched the Pacers play the magic like five times this year they can't stop anybody they have no size they have it's Tyrese Halliburton and a bunch of three-point shooters scoring 140 points a game and losing because they gave up 150 <laughs> the, the team as it was needed to change and it's like would I have preferred them to keep Bruce Brown? Yeah, that's probably why I wasn't a 10. Because Bruce Brown and Halliburton and Siakam would be like a fun trio. But like, listen, as salaries got to match up, you got to do what you got to do. They got. I'm I'm in the camp of whoever gets the best player normally wins the trade. Much like the Orlando Magic got the best player when they traded Dwight Howard and they got Nick Vucevic. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know. And then that, Orlando got the best player when they traded Nick Vucevic, too. <laughs> they did they did they got Franz. So that's my point whoever gets the best player generally ends up. no one's ever like wow like you know like they you know why they why the clippers didn't win the paul george trade is because they got rid of sga who's currently better than paul george <laughs> like you know that's that's just the way it works all right let's flip to the other side of this then uh mike raptors they get bruce brown kira lewis jordan noire 224 first like tyler said in a bad draft uh, one of them is going to be the worst of like the pick Four from like different seven teams. different teams. So yeah. who knows where and that's going to be? Like be. roughly like seventeen and twenty-two. Yeah, <laughs> like somewhere in there. And then a twenty-six first, which if you're the Pacers, you're assuming at that point Tyrese Halliburton's what twenty-five, probably going to be a no, not even like twenty-four, twenty-three, something like that. Probably going to be a fringe MVP guy in twenty-six. So you're hoping that pick isn't very high. What do you think for the Raptors here? I, I will say, moving off OG and Anobi. And Pascal Siakam, they ended up with three firsts, the Detroit second rounder this year, which is going to be the 31st pick in the draft. Jordan Noire, Kira Lewis, Bruce Brown, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. I mean, if you're talking reset button, that's pretty good. Pretty good. So, Mike, what do you think? What's what's your IGN grade for the Raptors in this trade? I'll just... <clears throat> I'll, I'll be boring and nice and give them an eight too. I mean, that's a pretty good re return for a guy they weren't going to be able to resign. So, I mean, congrats to Masai for not having making the same mistakes he did last year as all of his assets just walked out the door <laughs> uh, during the summer. So, I think it's, it's a solid return. I mean, you can really just cut it off at three first and Bruce Brown. I don't think you need to mention all those other dudes. I don't think those are ever going to come into play. Not a big Jordan Noire guy? <laughs> no, not a big Jordan, Jordan Noire guy. I'm interested to see if they just end up flipping Bruce Brown again. Yeah. Club for option what? next year. On like the four or five first round picks, you think? <laughs> We're getting the no. go bear package <laughs> for Bruce Brown. <laughs> I think so. He's got a ring. Okay, guys, he's got a ring. 
Tyler, you want to give us your IGN score for the Raptors side of this trade? I'm going to come right back at you with another hot take. This is like a five. Like, they got a lot of stuff, but was is any of it actually anything other than Emmanuel Quickly? Like, is Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett the real only... Re- Are you a big Hyra Lewis guy, Adam? You guys love... <laughs> You guys love his game? Like, no. There's a reason he, d- he couldn't get minutes on, on the Pelicans. Like, oh boy, we got the 22nd pick, so we'll get... I don't know anything about college basketball. I'm sorry. I was going to come up with some random pull from the second round for college basketball, but I don't think I've watched a single game this year. Uh, Back with Celebrity. Uh, there you go. It's They're going to get the, the, the big center from Purdue. <laughs> that guy. Um, Aiden O'Connell. That's Zach Eady. Right? Zach Eady. Yeah, Aiden Zach O'Connell. E. Yeah, so they're going to go, oh boy, we got Zach Eady and Kyra Lewis. We're set for life. Like, come on. Um, but they, they got players that are more in the range of Scotty yeah. Barnes, who's really the future of the franchise. Well, it's not a one. It's not a zero of a trade. You know, they got a couple things. But I mean, like, an IGN five is kind of a zero of a trade. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how the... We'll have to see how it plays out, but... I consider this the same as when the Magic... I mean, it's kind of funny. It, 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 I, I, I promise I won't tie everything to the Magic, but it is very similar to when the Magic traded Vooch and Aaron Gordon. Like, two pretty good, like, high-level role players for, you know... And it was like, what are you actually going to get back? And, you know, neither of these trades, I think, will ever will be as good as the Vooch trade was for Orlando. Like, do you... I mean, maybe Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett are good, but, like... What did you actually get back for Siakam? Unless they land on a Franz Wagner level player for Siakam, like you got a bunch of like mid level rotation guys. Cool. Like <laughs> that's nothing, you know? Yeah, hitting the reset button a year late definitely yeah. hurt this. Yeah, it did, they should have done this last year and moved Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one here. Just quick grades and we'll, we'll move on. No reason to really break it down. Uh, Mike, the Pelicans get slightly more. Salary cap room. Your IGN grade. N.A. All right. Tyler, <laughs> your grade for that one? 10 out of 10. There you go. Pelicans <laughs> won the trade, and we all agree. Can I ask a question related yeah. to this? Is Bruce Brown a Laker come the trade deadline? Depends. Is he going to drive there from the Clipper Stadium? or? <laughs> you think he's a Clipper come the trade deadline? Uh, I I guess if I'm the Clippers, I'm not fucking with stuff. I don't know. I he's going he's going west, right? Golden State, Denver, OKC. He's going to be in one Mil- of those teams. Milwaukee is west. Is Milwaukee west of Toronto? Yes. yes. It is. Honest to God, I don't know. You're terrible. Toronto's by Detroit, buddy. <laughs> is Detroit uh, east of Milwaukee? Where is Milwaukee? <laughs> Wisconsin, my guy. <laughs> yeah. Right, you live the, very close to it. It's the closest major city to you right now. I live in Chicago. Other, That's the closest major city. Well, to yeah, me. outside of Chicago, and it's one of the reasons Chicago sucks. That's as a bear, as somebody who lived there and is a Bears fan. It's like you have to drive. Oh my god, I can drive six hours and through corn and get to Milwaukee. <laughs> um, that was that. Was, I, I'm gonna get. I've. I shouldn't. I shouldn't talk shit about Chicago. They'll get me. Um. <laughs> They're too nice here, man. <laughs> They're not going to get you. Unless the Southside gang's finding out about you talking shit yeah. about Chicago. That's true. That's true. I, There's you know, L.A. is such a different city than, than Chicago. I've lived here for six months now, and the vibes are just so different. 
in, in imperceptible but powerful ways. <laughs> everyone I know that's done the opposite moved out of L.A. hates L.A. And everyone that moves into L.A. from Chicago is like, hey, it's warm. So it's all good for me. You know what? It's nice to be in a city where I didn't even know one of their teams was in uh, in the playoffs. Because everyone was so devastated the Rams lost. People crying in the streets. You can tell. If it's not the Lakers, they don't really notice, do they? No, no. The Lakers are the only show in town here. It's kind of crazy. And the Dodgers. Shockingly, the Dodgers are probably number two. Um, I'm not a baseball person, but I was like, that's that's crazy that the basketball and baseball are the biggest things in a city with two NFL teams and two <laughs> major college programs. All right. So the other, the other thing we were going to talk about today was the Celtics home win streak, but then they lost yesterday. So uh, what was everyone's favorite memory from the potential of the Celtics going undefeated at home? And my favorite memory be when Bill Simmons said that their starting five is the best, maybe the best starting five of all time. Like it's in the conversation. I thought that was funny. Excellent. Like, content. like five games, like a great content and like could be, they could run, they could lose like four games and run the table to the finals and win. And they, they could be in that conversation. But like to say that five games into the season is just, I aspire to that, to that level of takesmanship. I can't imagine looking back 30 years from now and going, you know, what was the best lineup I ever saw? That one with Jalen Brown and Chris Tops Porzingis. Yeah, but those guys are the second and third best players, you know? Maybe even the third and fourth, depending on how much you like Derek White. Yeah, I was going to say, you put Derek White too? <laughs> Mike, uh, your favorite memory from the Celtics home playoff or home streak? Uh, when I pulled up the rundown and saw it was a topic. Okay. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's the thing. I, I was trying to look it up real fast, but I didn't try super hard, so I failed. I wonder what, like, the Warriors, like, record season, their 73-9 and season, like, what their home record was. 39-2. It's like it's up. like you refuse to read anything I, I write and post on the site, Mike. Oh, I, I'm an asshole sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I read the articles t- Tyler did. That... They, were, they were really good. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that... it. I'm working on another one. That year that the Warriors set the record for the most wins. They actually weren't even the team with the most home wins. The Spurs that year went 40 and 1. Yeah, so who cares? The the you know what's crazy is everyone's talking about the home win streak's dead. They already lost at home. It's not like they were un, it's not like they hadn't won. It was like or hadn't lost. I'm like hadn't who they cares? Had lost? Yeah, they had lost. Not at home. Yes, they had. They had lost. They had just won a ton in a row. I'm pretty sure I'm, it was for the undefeated. I'm so I'm so certain that they had lost at home already, and now they they have two home losses. I'm, I they, they don't I don't know. They put odds on FanDuel for the Celtics to go undefeated at home. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Celtics home record is currently twenty and one. Oh shit! Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel about the home record the way I did last year when, or the year before last. I don't remember. I don't really keep up with baseball, but whenever it was like, oh my God, Aaron Judge is going to break the American League home <laughs> yeah. run record. So dumb. <laughs> that was my same thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who gives a sh- It's like Tyreek Hill is going to break the Dolphins receiving yards record. Who gives a shit other than Dolphins fans? <laughs> All right. With that, now that we have uh, done our in depth dive on every single Celtics home game. Uh, our, our main topic today 
Last time, like Luke Cornett. <laughs> I like Luke Cornett. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Luke Cornett guy. I believe in him. <laughs> Big Alex Caruso crowd here. Mike, Alex Caruso thoughts? I fucking hate Alex Caruso. <laughs> Our main topic today, as we talked about last time, is we're going to do a hate watch draft. So, there's kind of two ways to approach this. It's either teams that you hate to watch, like you just actually hate to watch them, or it's teams that you watch because you hate them, and so you hate watch them. So I'm leaving it up to everyone's individual draft board here on the direction they go with this. But we're just I built go a around. list from okay, most list. to least reasonable. <laughs> That's how I built my list. I figure we'll... Uh, there's three of us. We could do Snake for this, right? Makes sense. Sure. Snake draft it. We could auction draft it. Everyone want to start bidding on teams? No, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Auction drafts, that's my fantasy hot take as as as, as champion of the league, of, mm. of Adam's league. Uh, uh, auction drafts suck. They take forever. I don't have four hours. I'm not that into I, I enjoy doing fantasy football, but not that much. Couldn't agree more. All right, so here's how... <laughs> Here's how we're going to decide the order here for this. Uh, we're going to do a coin flip. I'll take heads. Tyler, you want tails? Yeah, I'll take tails. All right, Mike, if it lands Never on fails. the side, you get that. Sweet. All right. <laughs> so I got heads, so I'll go first. I'll go me, Mike, Tyler, then obviously backwards. Tyler, Mike, me. Yeah, for sure. As snake drafts tend to work. So number one pick on the board here. I don't know how you go with anyone else. Taking the Charlotte Hornets. Top of the draft. Here's the thing. First off, Miles Bridges. Terrible person. Easy to hate. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Second, so yeah. they're bottom 10 in pace. They have like the seventh least amount of possessions per game. So it's slow basketball on top of not being particularly interesting basketball. LaMelo Ball, constantly injured. I mean, you, you could throw <laughs> like you could throw Brandon Miller in there. I'm not sure if that's an argument for hating them or loving them. But we're talking low pace, unlikable team. And on top of everything, their jerseys are so fucking ugly. Is that a hot Oh, take? I'm going to disagree with you there. I think they're fine. I don't think they're great. I don't know, man. A blue hornet? What are we doing here, guys? Not even being realistic anymore. At least Would the Pelicans are go back to covered. being the Bobcats? Yeah. Bobcats are a superior name to the uh, Hornets. Those jerseys were pretty ugly, though. <laughs> they, those jerseys were ugly. They, also they were created team level jerseys. Mm hmm. They also have that weird checkerboard floor that they do inside of their three-point line. It's a thing. That, I think it looks not a fan fine. Of it. Not a fan of it. Not a fan. Listen, All I right. bet you didn't like the in-season tournament courts either. <laughs> I didn't like the blue ones. I didn't like the red ones. The red ones made oh me my feel God. like I was you know, in Dante's Inferno <laughs> in I, basketball hill. <laughs> where I'm sitting right now is where I watch, I don't know, 70% of the basketball I watch. And so I, I'd just be sitting here like a degenerate with my little fucking like LeBron James glass of red wine watching the in-season tournament. And it's just, if I had this camera going, it was like a glow of red around me. It looked like I was about to be pulled through into hell whenever I was watching those in-season, like the heat playing the in-season tournament. We're basically the same, but I'm watching like a Spike Jones movie or whatever. <laughs> Jackass? You watch Jackass? Is that what you're doing? I watched her last night. That one, that one really hurt. That one hurt. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that in a while. Yeah. What a good one. What a good I, uh, Anyway. I saw, it, I saw it in the theaters and, and haven't seen it since. I was personally disappointed that Joaquin Phoenix never fucks a phone in it. He doesn't? Have, no, yeah. he totally fucks it. I mean, he does. I mean, he doesn't fuck a phone. He doesn't have, literally they have fuck phone, a phone. They have phone sex, you know. They have phone sex, yeah. yeah. 
I love that we've, this is how <laughs> boring the Hornets are as a team. <laughs> We're talking about Joaquin Phoenix is her. I was, yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. I was like, we managed to make it one pick in the draft before we got sidetracked talking about Joaquin Phoenix fucking a phone. Adam, you don't love Terry Rozier 20 footers 20 seconds into the shot clock? Oh, no. Believe it or not, uh, Scary Terry uh, lives up to his name whenever I'm Honestly, watching. Honestly, Scary Terry on the Magic, I'm into it. <laughs> Backing up, like as as the come off the bin, Scary Terry on the Magic, that's fucking fun. That's like a. Scary Terry and Gordon Hayward. Oh, we already have Joe. <laughs> we can't have Gordon Hayward, too. It'd be too powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I had I Charlotte. What's up? Uh, I had Charlotte on my like written down on my on my big board, and my note underneath them was if they stopped playing basketball, would anybody notice? <laughs> yeah, how long like, would I it just take? don't think about them? I was just thinking. I watch a fair amount of basketball, probably not as much as you, Adam, but uh, they haven't played the Magic this year, so I think that they are the only team I have not watched one minute of this season. I don't think I've seen a single minute of Charlotte basketball. I think Outside this of is a, a couple great. Miles Bridges highlights that made me feel icky. I don't know. This is like this is borderline Wimbayama levels of number one seed for me. <laughs> All right, Mike. Second pick goes to you. Who you got? Yeah. You'll probably notice like a common theme with my picks is that it exposes that I I hold sports grudges for a very long time. <laughs> so my number one pick is uh, the Atlanta Hawks. I was already oh. typing it before you said it. God damn it! You fucking took them from me already. Because fuck Trey Young. <laughs> And oh, did we just become best friends? I think so. I'm the world's number one Trey Young hater. <laughs> yeah, big hater of Trey Young, and the Falcons are delusional. Maybe part of it is by the situation they're on, money wise, and with their roster that they can't change things and not try to build a team around Trey Young as being like the main guy. That's not going to work. If I was building like a three on three team to take to the Y, Trey Young's my dude. If I'm trying to win an oh, NBA 100%. championship, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, if I'm trying to like win an NBA championship, Trey Young would be a part of that, but not my premier dude. I saw a play the other day where they got, they were just running the the Hawks for whatever reason. I'm not sure quite why Quinn Snyder did this, but they were just switching everything and Embiid (laughs) landed on Trey Young and Trey Young just stepped aside. He just like, he just made the business issues. Like, well, we fucked this up. up." (laughs) I saw that same play. I was thinking about that when I was writing this list. I was like, like, does Quinn Snyder secretly just coach completely unwatchable teams, and we haven't caught on to that yet? Do you think Quinn Snyder actually knows he's... Do you think he thinks he's still in Utah? <laughs> yeah. He said Clint, Clint Capella. He's, he's, that's Rudy Gobert 2.0. <laughs> Every time he shows up to the game, he's like, huh, there's a lot less Mormons here than I remember. Yeah, our jerseys are way worse, too. My uh, no. I, I so I had the Hawks third on my list. Uh, they have a they have a ton of pace. They're one of the the fastest playing teams in the league. Not as fast as some of the stalwarts of great basketball like the Wizards, but super high pace. A lot of close games. A couple hundred and fifty point games. But man, no, I, I hate them just because of Trey Young. I, I texted you the bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch any more Trey Young to Jonte Murray, man. Adam, I texted you the other day after the Magic played the Hawks, and I watched like the whole game, and I said, you know what? Maybe I don't hate the Hawks, and I just hate Trey Young. <laughs> How quick and... would it turn? Let's say, uh, let's say Trey Young walks in free agency in whatever six years, whenever his contract's up, and goes to the Knicks. What does that look like for you, there, Mike? That sounds why <laughs> I, I Trey Young Jalen Brunson backcourt. 
Oh my god. Oh, god. Tibbs would be miserable. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if Tibbs has to deal with this team, I think he would like quit. if OG Ananobi goes down, yeah. Tibbs might actually die. Yeah. <laughs> All right, third pick in the draft, Tyler, you're up. San Antonio. Whoa! Oh. Whoa. Well, listen, part of me hates them because they have five more national games than my above 500 Orlando Magic. Uh, which, it, it, listen, I understand that the Magic are a small market team among small market teams. We're really the Oakland A's of basketball. But, like, seriously, everyone's that. you got to watch Victor Wembanyama go, like, eight for 28 and <laughs> just generally. Like, are we sure Popovich is good? Oh, are we man, sure he's doing, good at doing his the, job? You're doing the Belichick now? You're like, are we sure Belichick should be around right? here? <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on the is Popovich good train. Like who, like that team shouldn't be as bad as it is. Like Keldon Johnson is good and Devin Vassell are good. And you have Victor Wimbanyama and it's just a miserable team to watch. They have no point guard, which you will find as a theme among my, among my picks here as since the snake draft. Um, so with, with San Antonio, I, I was texting, I might've been in the group. Chat, I can't remember last night, but I was texting about this. I was watching some of their game last night, and Victor Wimbayama wasn't playing. I was like, wait, oh. Victor, what What am I doing here? They're playing Charlotte, and I had this game on my phone. That's my point. Wimbayama is tricking you into watching bad basketball. Don't do it. He's not even good yet. He has more all-star votes than Chet. Chet's way better than him Okay, this year. Chet, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's but... goddamn right. <laughs> like, I think Victor Wimbayama can be very good. But he's like 18. Can we all just chill for a second and not watch every move he makes? But that like, game against the Bucks. Like we can, we should just ignore rookie years on bad teams. That's my, that's my take. Oh like, my like Paolo rookie year. Who gives a shit? The Magic were bad. You but know, he was fucking. So good. No, he was very good, and only sickos should care. Oh, why are we putting? Okay, yeah. that makes why sense. and why? So why is Wembenyama on a national stage? No. My dad texts me and is like, oh, Spurs are on again. You watching Wembenyama? No, I'm not. I'm watching teams that are good. I'm watching I'm watching the Kings play like 800 miles an hour. I'm not. I'm different. I'm different. You and I are not the same, <laughs> you know? All right, Tyler, fourth pick in the draft picks back to you. Orlando, baby. I got to go with oh Orlando. Oh, my God. I know. This is probably my hottest take. Um Listen, th this is 100% because I'm a fan of theirs, and we talked on the last pod about how stressful it is to watch your own team be good. But my team is good in a very particular way that is not fun to watch, which sort of increases my anxiety as a fan. Let me So let me just break it down for you. We win slow defensive battles where we use our 10-man deep roster to wear you down and it's it's all hustle and intelligence plays and we can piece together like the 21st best offense in the league to put everything together and right now our second best offensive player is out franz wagner's been gone for a month uh so it's it, they're so bad offensively that Watching them like brick, watching Chuma Okiki brick open threes is going to give me an aneurysm and send me to an early grave. All right, quick, uh, <laughs> quick, quick family, not family feud, quick prices right here. Both of you guys, I want you to, if you don't have it up in front of you, what currently 
where do they rank in offensive rating? Close without going over. 109. Oh, rank? Uh, yeah. Is this for the whole season or just yeah, whole like season. the last month? 24. Mike? Yeah. I was going to say 26. It's 24. I just wanted to see if I could get you to go no. way off, Mike. But yeah, 24. They're 24th in offensive rating and uh, fourth in defensive rating. Well, and that's the other thing. Paolo is very good, but right now Paolo's true shooting percentage is like 41 because he takes 30 shots a game because who else is going to take shots on this team right now? When Franz Wagner's out, this offense, their offense is like painfully bad. And it's like everyone's like, oh, my God, Jalen Suggs, 40 percent from three. Like we made it (laughs) (laughs) like and like I love it. I love Jalen Suggs. He's my favorite player on the team, but he is not an offensive dynamo. And watching this team and being like, everyone knew they couldn't shoot. They haven't had shooters in four in four years. They've been the worst three point shooting team in the league. They have no offense. It, you know, Markel Fultz comes off the bench for ten minutes a night because they're obsessed. This team is always injured. First of all, Orlando. They, we took all these chances on injured guys who are pretty good. And guess what? They are pretty good when they're healthy. When this team's healthy, they're like an above five hundred team. When since we they got injured, they're a below 500 team, and it's deeply frustrating for me to sit here and watch this team that could be good, but they're not because Markel Fultz is on a minutes restriction. You know what I mean? I cannot believe, first off, how bad this team is at shooting free throws. I just pulled up their free throw percentage. It's oh awful. my god, it's terrible. Second, I hope you appreciate how cathartic this must be for you. <laughs> just going on Dude, about everything out. the Magic suck at. <laughs> It's so that listen. I was like, I can't pick them number one. I can't pick them number one as my t- as my first pick. Uh, but like, it's it's painful. That's why I want them to trade for a guard so bad. I don't care who it is. Dejounte Murray, sure, fine. He hit a three pointer on us to win the game the other night. Sure, do it, please. I'm begging you, something, please, someone who can score off the dribble, <laughs> please. Right. I'm begging you, Mike. Uh, I <laughs> now that. Tyler has made sure that he doesn't actually need to pay for a therapist for the next few months. Um, yeah, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. Mike, picks to you. Uh, six pick in the draft. Going with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Damn it, you're picking all of my other ones. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you guys and I just have a totally different list. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, two reasons. Uh, Pelicans to me are just like down the middle. They feel like such an average team to me. They're, they're very blah, very meh. Worst jerseys in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, jerseys aren't great. Yeah, that's a good... And the mascot's terrible. Yeah, they're the least reasonable for me because I refuse to watch a team named the Pelicans with those jerseys. They also that's... play in... They play in Smoothie King Arena. Pretty lame. <laughs> Smoothie? Pretty, Pretty good. <laughs> Smoothie King is powerful. I uh, <laughs> I refuse to believe Alvin Gentry isn't still their coach. He's not, is Who he? is their coach? Is it Willie? It's Willie Green, right? I, I'm pretty sure it's Alvin Gentry. Yeah, it's probably Alvin Gentry. It's probably Alvin Gentry. No one's going to back that up. You know what's crazy about the Pelicans also? Just Zion Williamson does not play above the rim anymore. He's like he's like post-seventh knee surgery Blake Griffin now. I would say by like other reason why I hate the Pelicans, once again, holding grudges, um, is memories of when that bastard turned over the lottery cards and the Knicks didn't get Zion. And what makes it even worse is now I have this weird internal debate with myself where I'm like, would, would I even want Zion anymore? Yeah, would like you his... would you want Zion in New York just eating Momofuku and 
<laughs> Ned sitting in Noma and eating slices of slices of pie and bagels with locks and just instead of gumbo. Zion's man would... get out of the league and he's just gonna start hammering slices. <laughs> hammering slices. The man would be a unit. He is a unit. <laughs> he's already is a unit, I guess. If if you put a Yankees hat, like a Yankees snapback on Zion, he could totally be from the Bronx, one hundred percent, just like a burly Bronx guy, you know. It would look weird because it would kind of look like why is David Ortiz wearing a Yankees hat? I don't know. <laughs> I, I want you guys to tell me who is the second best player in the top 10 from the 2019 draft. Here, I'll read you off the order. One, Zion Williamson. Two, Ja Morant. Three, RJ Barrett. Four, DeAndre Hunter. Five, Darius Garland. Six, Jarrett Culver. Seven, Kobe White. Eight, Jackson Hayes. Nine, Rui Hachimura. And 10, Cam Reddish. Is that Who's not the, the Tyrese Halliburton draft? Uh, no, I, he was twenty twenty. No, you're right. Here. Yeah, he's um, he's twenty twenty. And also I'm specifically in the top ten, who is the second best player? I'm assuming everyone agrees Ja I would argue. best player. Is Ja the best player? He doesn't play anymore. He got a, he he got suspended and then he blew his knee out. <laughs> See this blew his labor out. Is he gonna be the best player next year? Wait, you got like a hot Kobe White's the best player from this draft take queued up? I've got I mean it's it's Probably R.J. Barrett or Darius Garland. Take Those guys R. are both solid. It's probably Darius Garland. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, like Darius Garland's probably the second best player, but still, like, it's. I was John Morant. I'm, I'm getting off topic now. I can't be talk. We can't be breaking down the 2019 draft. I was just Mike. Who's the second best player from that top ten? No, Jackson Hayes love in there. Oh my god! You know what? We're moving on. It's my turn. <laughs> big Laker, show. big Lakers minutes for Jackson yeah. Hayes. <laughs> yeah, there's three three of those players in the top ten are on the Lakers right now, right? Yeah. Huh. Is Mo Bamba still on the Lakers? Or is he out of the league? I mean, he's on the Lakers, but he's kind of out of the league. Mm. I don't know if he's played any basketball recently. Him and Sheck West are probably just still hanging out. All right, my pick. We, I get back no, to back here. What's up? You got a Sheck West take? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just going to bring up the, the conversation we had recently about who's the worst player to have a song named after them, and it's probably Mo Bamba, right? It's got to yeah. be Mo Bamba. Yeah, that was the, the origins of what made me think about that. All right, my number two pick. On my board. And overall, what, the seventh pick in the draft? Yeah. Taking the Brooklyn Nets. Wait, that's not right. It'd be your sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, you'd be the sixth pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's my second pick. Right. It's like a... You said seventh <laughs> overall. Oh, right. Yeah, you're snaking. Um, Three, four, five. You're right. It's six. Um, yeah. <laughs> my sixth pick. The sixth pick hey, in that, the draft. That, Brooklyn Nets. That's a good one. Uh, bottom 10 in pace. Is there anyone on this team that you're like, fuck, got to watch that guy play? All I'm hearing is I like Michael Bridges. I really do. I think Miles he's good. Bridges? Miles Bridges? Mikhail Bridges. Which Bridges? My, Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges. The good yeah. one. The one The one we like. The one on the Nets, Adam. Who the yeah, fuck I know. Talking I know. About? But, like, if there's six NBA games on, or even three NBA games on, what are the chances Mikhail Bridges is the guy that you're like, I'll watch some Mikhail Bridges tonight? It was when he was on the Suns. <laughs> um, that's a good point. You're not you're not here for big Royce O'Neal hours. <laughs> yeah, when the other day in uh, in our group chat, I texted I, I texted about how funny the Heat Brooklyn game was, and as soon as Tyler tunes funny. in, he texted. He goes, "Fucking Royce O'Neal's out here." <laughs> uh, also, like when you watch this team, it looks like it looks like they just shot Sin City. 
Like, the court is all, like, drab and black and white, and the uniforms are all drab and black and white. It's they, not, like, an aesthetically pleasing viewing experience. Black and white uniforms and the court could be extremely cool, but how they did it is the most lame, like, modern streetwear aesthetic. That, and it's Yeah. <laughs> it looks like someone took, like, uploaded a normal basketball team in court into Photoshop and just turned down the saturation almost all the way and then exported it. Well, that's the problem is it's not black and white. It's like their colors are, like, gray and white. Yeah, it's like the team's been washed too many times. I think they should go back to New Jersey, personally. But Jay-Z, he's moving the Nets. BK. BK, that's true. That's true. I had them on my list, but for a totally different reason. What was your reason? I fucking stole Durant from me, so that's why I'm upset. <laughs> and I'll never forgive them. Wow, you must hate every team in the NBA, then. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for him to take Georgetown because they wore down Patrick Ewing's knees. That happened, too. What, do you think All I'm 40? Like that? Well, you know, sometimes I kind of feel like that. You talk, you talk about momentum and defense a lot for a guy who's not 40. No takes for that. No Make response. All right. Moving on to my next pick. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers. I, can't, I couldn't disagree with you more. Jeremy Grant. <laughs> yeah, that's, Scoot that's, Henderson. Dominating. <laughs> One of my one of my arguments was, oh my god. Okay, can we pause for a second and talk about the fact that DeAndre Ayton couldn't play the other day because there was too much ice on his driveway? That's such a Phoenix thing to do. <laughs> he uh, like after all the ice storms rolled through, they were playing. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark and say they were playing Utah, and DeAndre Ayton was a DNP because before the game he couldn't get his car down his driveway and it was at the same time this Pascal Siakam trade was happening but all of Twitter was trying to speculate about what was going on with DeAndre Ayton that he couldn't like make it to the stadium to play like does DeAndre Ayton only drive like sports cars with summer tires on them is DeAndre yeah. Ayton like DeAndre Ayton seven ice? feet tall you're telling me that guy doesn't drive a g-wagon like what car could he fit in oh so that's the other note he Tyler is a car guy SUV. so he's gonna totally outclass me on this conversation <laughs> De- hang on here's the, here's the thing one time when I was a kid in Orlando, we were in our neighborhood ice cream shop in Windermere, Florida. Allen's Ice Cream Shop. It doesn't matter what the name of that place is. And Shaquille O'Neal walks in. Oh, and my Look God. outside. Yeah. Because Shaquille lived in, like, a neighborhood adjacent to where I li- of where I lived. In, like, the gated community in Islesworth, near, near where we lived. Shaquille walks in with his girlfriend. We look outside, and they have uh, those three-wheeled motorcycles. Like, that's what they were driving. And uh, fun fact, Shaquille O'Neal drives a three-wheeled motorcycle. This was when those he was getting those hybrid ads. You remember he was in hybrid ads? Yeah. They're like, Shaq, can you fit? Can you fit in that hybrid? Is that real? And he was like, Nah, man, I can't fit in the fucking hybrid. <laughs> there's so many of the that's there's so many things in that story that I want to delve in more on, but we don't have the time. But just the top line thing that is very on brand is just Shaq eating ice cream. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Shaq, he's a cool guy. I, I was like, Shaq, you're my favorite. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq rules. It's like my favorite. It's my only good celebrity story. Um, it's really good. And uh, But my point to telling that story is that DeAndre Ayton can't fit in a sports car. He's 7'1". He can't fit in a sports car. You think that guy? I can barely fit in a Ferrari. I can't. How can he fit in a Ferrari? So he must be driving 
a four-wheel drive vehicle, which should do fine. Yes, to be driving an SUV. Yeah. What is it? Driving a Lamborghini Urus? Like, like what the fuck? He can. He should be able to get out of his fucking driveway. Or you're telling me the Portland Trailblazers can't send someone to get him? That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't, back to the, the Trailblazers. Trailblazers can't afford to blow off his driveway. Like one of, the, one of the okay. The, does this all come back to Paul Allen dying? Is that why they couldn't do that? Like, there's so much stuff tied up in like this weird death court proceeding that now they can't afford to send a guy to like carry DeAndre Ayton to wherever they play Energy Arena, Climate Pledge. Where do they play? I have no idea. But here's all I here's know is all those those poor fans were robbed of getting to see a a big 15 and 10 performance from DeAndre <laughs> Ayton. Here's here's my Portland argument. They are 30th in offensive rating. Oh, really? Last place in the league in offensive rating. Scoot Henderson has been a fat, fat sack of disappointment. He is not having a good season. The three he's players. So fast. He's, he's so fast on his way to missing every shot. <laughs> the three players you show up to watch are Jeremy Grant, Shaden Sharp, and Anthony Simons. How the fuck are you putting that on a billboard? Jeremy Grant's getting moved at the, the deadline, so you're just real fucking stoked about Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons? And You're of course, probably going to see a sick dunk. Shaden Sharp has like the best in-game dunks. They're my favorite. Yeah, Shaden Sharp's a good in-game dunker. Too bad he's not, they're going to have like, I don't know, Pat Connaughton just be the only guy in the dunk contest again. No, Ooh, they have Jaime Hawkins. Oh, they got Jaime? Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's sick. I love that guy in those commercials with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, of course, uh, if you show up to almost any Portland Trailblazers game, you get to watch DeAndre Ayton be upset to be playing basketball. I don't think, I feel like he got the second contract and he was like, I'm good. I don't really want to play anymore. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He's like, hey, you know what? Moving on with my life. There was a little bit of ice on his driveway and he was like, ah, sorry, coach. Can't make it. Got a call in sick. Yeah, he's, he's like me when I was working at Papa John's and I look outside and it's like kind of rainy and I went, ah, sorry, guys. Got flat tires. Me Can't, when I was uh, working at Mags. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam and I work together. Does that, do, do people know that's how we knew each other, how we know each other? No, I don't think that people do. I think that they yeah. assumed that we were like in some degenerate magic PHPBB forum together talking about, I don't know. Yeah, Adam and I worked for the worst business in the world together for a while. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I know we're back. Not great. All right, <laughs> no. Mike, next pick's to you. I feel like I haven't gone in like a while. We talked about DeAndre Ayton and cars for so long. <laughs> and Shaq's tricycle, okay? Jack's tricycle is a good story, okay. <laughs> um, my next pick's gonna be a hot take. The Phoenix Suns. God damn it, that was gonna be mine. Oh <laughs> We're fucking locked in. Here we are. Um I mean I guess it's a little unfair because they can never get their like the three they want together on the court together. But I don't know, big threes are old, man. That's so like LeBron Miami. Big threes LeBron. are chuggy. Yeah, no one does that anymore. And I don't know. I just hate. I think I've crapped on the Beal trade so much because I just hate like the NBA 2K trade everything until like the value meters equal out, and then we can get three big stars. And I'm glad it's not working. It brings a smile to my face. Also, fuck you, Durant. You should have went to the Knicks. <laughs> Side note: Did you know that he signed with the Nets in 2019? That was only five years ago. Uh, wow. Yeah. 2019 was five years ago? No, like the whole... Well, it's because like, COVID was in there, so it feels like yeah. a lifetime ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the Simmons drama and every... Or not the Simmons drama. Well, Simmons eventually came over there, but... 
<laughs> at the end. But like the Irving drama and everything, it just feels like it lasted forever. Is now yeah. the time where I'm obliged to talk about how much money I lost when his toe was on the line in that <laughs> Milwaukee game? Is now yeah. when I talk about that? You have the floor. Yeah. I lost a lot of money on that, Tyler. Interesting. I, I, had, uh, I had Brooklyn you don't have to win. You don't have to give me an exact amount, money. but you don't have to give me an exact amount, but like how much is a lot? Uh, I, I could have paid my rent if I had hit that bet. Oh. Yeah, that, I, would, I lost a rent payment's worth of winnings because – Kevin Durant's foot was on the line. Damn, dog, that 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 blows. Um, but see, listen, this is why I never bet. This is I, I would be the worst person to have on a betting pod. Where it's like, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe put ten bucks on forty nine, forty nine ers minus nine and a half, whatever. Don't I don't I don't have any money. I don't. You I can't. Don't, I don't bet. You can't be worse than Mike, who he doesn't do ten bucks on the forty nine ers. He's like, yeah, I put ten bucks on the forty nine ers minus nine and a half, but with eleven players to score an any time <laughs> touchdown parlay in. If I hit this brother, I'm gonna buy a Lamborghini. That's the only way I bet. That's I'm with Mike actually. Uh, if you, know you what? want, if you guys want to show up next week, I don't have to be on here. You guys can just <laughs> do a podcast together without me. Yeah, let's just do it. We'll just talk about crazy fifteen way parlays. That's how pa- that's how Pat McAfee and Barstool are successful. We'll just talk about crazy fifteen way parlays, and we could bring on some Instagram influencer girl and have her be like, "Oh my god, I love the Spurs" or whatever. Oh my god, I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd a hundred percent watch that. I can't believe I would made it as a joke, and then you sold me on it. We'll get Aaron Rodgers. He can give us some opinions on on the world. Wait, oh, we could, oh, we could, actually we could get Miles Bridges for the basketball. <laughs> Miles, what do you think about the new Kevin Durant shoes? I was so convinced you were going to say Kyrie Irving or Jonathan Isaac. I did not see Miles Bridges coming out of the woodworks on that one. <laughs> Oh, we should get Judah on the podcast. You know, this Jonathan yeah. Isaac's nickname is Judah. I know that <laughs> because of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike, you got any more thoughts on the Suns you want to air there? No, I think I made my point. Worst uh, worst owner in the league right now? Nah. Okay. Dolan, who's, who's worse than him? Dolan still exists. Dolan, yeah. Dolan. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Dolan. Dolan. Good, yeah, call. I was Good call. Hang Good call. On. I was like, is Adam willfully ignoring James Dolan? I totally forgot yeah. about James Dolan. He sphered me. I got so wrapped up in the sphere that I forgot he was bad. Um, all right. We're, we're going to go four rounds. This podcast is going to go long as fuck, but it's fun. So we're going to go four rounds. Uh, so, Tyler, the next two picks are to you. Would you like a reasonable take or an unreasonable take? Well, of course, I would like the reasonable take, but this is content. So let's go as unreasonable as possible here. Um, gosh, you took the Suns, which was a very unreasonable one. Um, I'm going to go with, I mean, you guys took all of my, God damn it. Uh, I'm going to go with the 76ers. Um, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Uh, it's the same team. Uh, I don't care that they do have new players on the team, but when I watch them, I'm like, oh, there's Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, and I'm sick of watching them play basketball together. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I can't wait for them to lose in the second round again. And uh, maybe something will change. Trust the process. And by How trust the process, have the same five players on your team always. And um, yeah. You guys play, you guys love the big, you guys love big for Kong Korkmaz minutes or. Oh, okay. Let's, I don't know why we're, we're taking down Korkmaz. He doesn't deserve this. <laughs> um, let yeah. me ask you this. Are you going to be upset when Embiid wins back-to-back MVPs this year? Yes. Because he's going to lose in the playoffs again. Regular like, season Everyone's award. like, oh, he just cooked. He just cooked Jokic. He be cooked Jokic. And I'm like, Jokic doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, Jokic, Jokic just wants to go cared about that game? Farm. He doesn't give a shit. 
He doesn't care. Aaron Gordon is dealing with a leg. A dick just got attacked by a dog a month ago. Like, oh my you God, think I forgot about you that. You remember that? What's, it's like, what's a weirder story? Is the Aaron Gordon thing a weirder <laughs> story? Or when, uh, who was it? Uh, Kelly Oubre just crashed his bike for no reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, the honestly, if everyone's willfully ignoring the fact that Anthony Edwards and Zion Williamson are, like, indebted to multiple porn stars apiece. Yeah. <laughs> <And laughs> <laughs> that's probably the weirdest story i'm like you guys are young nba all-stars why are oh you God. we we gotta start like making them put their money in a trust until they hit like 24 or something <laughs> it's bad. that's that's so on brand for zion we need to give them both chastity belts god the zion thing i god this this podcast is gonna be two hours long the zion thing was crazy because zion had two different only fans models arguing about whose fault it was that he was fat it's the best thing ever. they were both blaming each other they were that. like she lets him eat and she's like they're like i don't let him eat she cooks for him <laughs> the report my favorite report i've ever seen is that i got the espn alert that was like chefs in new orleans love zion williams <laughs> oh no <laughs> he's talking to the new orleans chefs it's fucking fucking woosh <laughs> calling out every restaurant on bourbon street <laughs> see zion in here a lot oh yeah zion's... we love a man we love him he comes in he tips real well <laughs> zion's putting like some po'boy chef in new orleans kid through four years at lsu right now it's, it's so funny and i don't want to i don't want to fetch him because he's in he's in better shape than me like here's the funny part yeah. is we're joking about it but zion williamson could both kick my ass and probably run a faster mile than me but <laughs> that is his job all right tyler next picks to you again uh entering the final round here so this you know this is your opportunity to get your Jokic. opportunity to get my Jokic. do you want reasonable or unreasonable because it'd be really I'm, easy to say Chicago, but like no one watches Chicago. Like, how how can you hate such a sad team? I like to watch <laughs> their uh, Ring of Honor ceremonies. They're very entertaining, personally. <laughs> That's true. That, that, that should put them on the list. They get an honorable mention for worst fans. Um, <laughs> Let's boo the dead man in front of his widow. Ah, uh, Chicago. I'll let you guys. I'll, I'll, see, here's the problem: is I want to pick the Lakers because I hate them, but. That I don't actually hate watching them, so I'm going to go with Dallas. Ooh, I get it. I get it. That's Still fair. a little That's spicy. Fair. Still a little spicy. Look, Dallas, heliocentric. You got Kyrie Irving and Don. But even then, you get to see, we're getting to the point where, like, you guys, have, we've taken all the teams I actually hate. Yeah. Um, I, Dallas, it's just like, I hate that they there's no one on the team that's good other than Doncic and Kyrie Irving. I guess Derek Lively's. There you go. Yeah, up. I was waiting for the Derek Lively mention. <laughs> but like, it's just one of those like, oh no, Luca is doing a thing, and maybe he'll do something crazy. And like one in five nights, he does something crazy. It's um, it's the king of the of the teams where it's like, oh, their best player had a thirty-five, ten, and nine, and they lost by eleven points. Yeah, yeah. It's like the they're just they're the Harden they're the, the Harden Rockets again, and Harden Rockets want to watch that. Weird Daryl Morey min-maxing. Now they're they got the Jason boring, Kidd, who doesn't know most, what he's really doing. They're, my eyes, like, blur when I watch them because their jerseys are so boring. You know? It also reminds me of where I went to high school, and that's unpleasant. <laughs> Just kind of reaching for anything. I wonder how many podcasts you can listen to where, like, 
almost all the hosts hate their high school memories. That seems like that directly. It's like a one-to-one direct lead to making well, a let's podcast. Just, let's just put it this way. Are there any podcast hosts who were cool in high school? Pat McAfee. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Pat McAfee was cool in high school, right? Like, yeah, but he's not even a podcaster anymore. That guy's on ESPN. That's yeah. true. Sell out. Yeah, there are no podcast hosts that were cool in high school. I think that we can definitively say that. This weekend, bro, the San Francisco 49ers, Santa Clara. They're going to pull it off. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> Mike, final pick. Your turn. Um, my, my big board's wiped out, so I had to scramble. And it's kind of like low-hanging fruit. Pretty sure they're still there. No one said the Utah Jazz, right? Utah Jazz. No, Utah's fun. I like Utah. <laughs> All right, but like... They're like a team designed to win 30 games a year. They're going to win like, like 40 this year. I'm they're going to trade everyone at the deadline. <laughs> yeah. Like there's just so many guys who it's like a collection of like role players all packed in there. I said it like <laughs> it's so many players who are like, oh, yeah, they're playing pretty good. If you put them on a good team, they would like diminish and not play as good. Except I, was... I guess. Lori. <laughs> I was about to say, I was waiting for you to stop talking so I could say Lori Markinen, but honestly, like if Lori Markinen goes to LA, either LA team, it's like, oh yeah, he's instantly like the third or fourth best guy on the team. So yeah, yeah I guess it's a hard argument to make that, oh, the best guy on this team is definitely would be the fourth best guy on a borderline play in team in the Lakers. Yeah, like earlier just for fun, I was trying to come up with like my starting five. For like current NBA players who are their value is more than it should be because they're on a bad team. Jordan Clarkson for sure was in my backcourt. Boyan Bogdanovich. Yes, he was another name. You want Bogdanovich on your team so bad. <laughs> no, Boyan, not Bogdan. Uh, <laughs> the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it's hard I, to tell. One of them looks like a child, forward, the other one looks the like a sixty year old man. <laughs> Detroit by Detroit bogey, not not, not Atlanta. Not in Atlanta, yeah. Um, Walker Kessler, you don't want to tune in to the Utah Jazz and watch them have twenty five picks in the next two years. That doesn't that doesn't sound entertaining to you? Not hey, really. Adam, I know things are going pretty well for you in the T Wolves right now, but do you ever watch Walker Kessler play and just go? Last season, it was it was a constant it was a constant source of pain in my life. Last season, this season, Rudy Gobert's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Do you like Rudy Gobert? Do I like Rudy Gobert? <laughs> what a pondering. You know how teams like, like, I love Jalen Suggs. Is he, like, a great yeah. player? No, but, like, I love the way he plays. I love watching him play. Do you love Rudy Gobert? Do you love watching Rudy Gobert play best? No. <laughs> like, if, if I was, yeah. if just to, right off the top of my head, quick power ranking of who do Timberwolves fans love? Number one, Anthony Edwards. That's an easy yeah, one. Easy. easy. Number did you two, see him, I, did, Mike, did you see him throw the the dunk off the backboard the other day? It was the best thing I've ever seen in my yeah, entire I, life. I didn't see it. <laughs> it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It Dude, him so and Cat cool. are just styling on dunks recently. But number two is probably Nas Reed. Hell yeah. Slow mo, Jaden McDaniels, Mike Conley, Carl Anthony Towns. Dude, I was talking mad shit about Jaden McDaniels the other day, and then he fucking locked Palo's ass up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe Gobert is, is like, seventh or eighth? I don't know. I, there might still be a couple of guys in front of him on that team. Like, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Gobert are, like, in the same tier for Timberwolves fans, 
which isn't a great sign for Go Bears fandom. You know how there's a lot of people who probably, when they watch Spurs games, it's just for Wemby. I watch T-Wolves games just for when they put their bench players out. Mike loves <laughs> Jordan McLaughlin more than anyone has any reason to. <laughs> Jordan McLaughlin and Nas Reed, them my dudes. The fact that Nasreed is Nasreed might be like the seventh best center in the NBA, <laughs> and he's like the third best center on his team. It's a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good front court we got. Um, I'm hoping we trade for Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is an all-time Timberwolves guy. Nah, he's going to Orlando, baby. <laughs> Everyone wants Tyus Jones. Who knew the market for Tyus Jones is hot? Have you seen his like efficiency shooting chart? You know where they break down the sections of the court and literally yeah. the entire court screen. <laughs> I'm like, please, I just want some efficiency in my offense, please. Papa, may I have some efficiency? Please. <laughs> final final you hit draft. 35% from three, please. <laughs> I want league average, Papa. Um, final pick in the draft here. Okay, so I before I make the pick here, I got to throw out two honorable mentions that are not making, not making the picks this week. And I'm not going to go too in-depth on them because they're honorable mentions and they don't deserve that. Number one, the Washington Wizards. Uh I, they, they, I have them ranked seventh overall, so I'm not taking them. But the only reason they're ranked that low is because there are so many Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, unintentionally hilarious plays a game. Jordan Poole doesn't understand the rules of basketball, a sport he's presumably been playing for almost 20 years of his life. Uh, the other sport he gets paid $100 million to play. Yeah, it seems to not quite understand how it works. The other, the under, other honorable mention, and my hottest take on the list that I just had to throw out there, Golden State Warriors. Oh, no. Steph immediately moves him yeah. out of intention. But, but here's the thing. There is 14.8 minutes a night that Steph Curry is not playing. Those minutes, unwatchable. I love pods. That's the thing. Kuminga, pods, Trace Jackson, Davis have all had their moments. But they're not They're not keeping – like a, you, you're not sitting down going, ah, you Draymond know what? might kill someone on live TV. It's exciting. <laughs> No, he's good now. Remember, he went to all that counseling. He's not mad anymore. Yeah. Adam Silver it, talked him out of retiring, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Big W for Adam Silver. Getting the vampire himself. My actual pick. Final pick in the draft. The Miami Heat. This is my only hate watch. Mm, good, <laughs> um, pick. good pick. So I'll, I'll start with the actual argument for them. Super slow pace. One of the slowest paced teams in the league. They, they play half-court offense. They run down the clock. On defense, they keep you out of the paint. Not a lot of possessions going on in those games. Very low-scoring games. Tenth-best defensive rating in the league and slow pace. Not a lot of baskets happening. They do have some fun pieces. We just talked about them earlier. Jame Hawkes. Love me some Jame Hawkes. Tyler Hero, he's just... I don't know. Like, Tyler Tyler Hero is the... You, you were saying earlier, like, number one pick going to play at the Y. Tyler Hero is my number one pick. That guy is fucking biting people's ankles yeah, at the Y. He is, he's hard fouling guys when they're going up for shots. It's like, Ty, like the uh, honestly, if we're doing a Y team, then, like, just give me the all scrappy white guys team. Caruso, like come on down. This, pod, this podcast is, like, the equivalent of, of the scrappy NBA Y team, you know? <laughs> It's just three, just three white guys, just just putting up beautiful baseline jays, you know, <laughs> slapping the floor on defense. Um, and Duncan Robinson, who has just he's he's monstered Joe Ingles, like he took Joe Ingles' power away and is now the white guy that doesn't look like he should play basketball but can hit threes. Joe Ingles went three for three last night. I don't know what you're talking about. 
in his return from his knee exploding when he was already 45 years old. Listen, is Joe the most limber <laughs> forward in basketball? <laughs> no. But listen, he he provides he provides a good steadying veteran hand for the Kia boys, you know? Yeah. And, Mike, uh, for those the, the young players on the Magic have been nicknamed the Keo Boys because they just renamed their arena to the Kia Center. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Cool name. Real, real cool name. Yeah, at Isn't least Blake it? Griffin's going to jump them. Um, or at least jump the front of them. Uh, but the real reason that Miami made my list is because no matter how much I try, no matter what I want to do, I cannot help but hate Jimmy <clears throat> Butler. Fuck Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you. <laughs> I love Jimmy. He's my favorite. I really do like Jimmy Butler. I know, I know. Every the, there is ninety nine percent of NBA fans love Jimmy Butler, but then Timberwolves fans, real Timberwolves fans, who lived through the whole cat Jimmy Butler practice thing, the rumors about Jimmy Butler fucking cat's girlfriend. We talked about it last time we were on the pod, but I, it's my favorite story. It's it literally is the best thing of all time. It's so I'll, good. I will never get over it. I will it's never get over it. It's the only drama in other sports that's better than F1 drama. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. <laughs> when's, uh, when's the new season of Drive to Survive? Uh, end of February. Last week Sick. of February. Yeah. Sick. yeah. All right. That's the draft. Let me, uh, let me run through the order here real quick after I type in my last pick. So here, here are the teams. I ended up with the Hornets, the Nets, the Trailblazers, the Heat. Mike, you ended up with the Hawks, the Pelicans, the Suns, and the Jazz. Tyler, you ended up with the Spurs, the Magic, which is still a batshit insane pick from a Magic fan, the 76ers, and the Mavericks. How do you guys feel? You feel like you did well? My, I, I definitely picked the most winning teams, I feel. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, you have the most playoff teams on your list. <laughs> yeah. I, here's my thing. I don't. I just don't want to watch the same five guys play basketball again. That's why I hate the 76ers and the Mavericks. It just. I'm like. I turn it on. And I'm like, I, I, fucking Grant Williams, Dorian Finney-Smith. What's the fucking difference? You know what I mean? It's like, what's the difference, man? All right. Let's uh. Let's hit our plugs and get out of here because we've gone way over on time. Um. Tyler, you wanna you wanna kick it off here? You wanna tell us what's going on in your life? Yeah. Check out my writing. I write about movies sometimes for the website talon.com. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, I also have a podcast called the podcast 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 where we pitch and create podcasts and, uh, I don't, I don't know. Follow me on letterbox at T Carcara. Ooh. Letterbox gang. I didn't know you were on letterbox. I'll follow you on letterbox after we're done Hell here. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you got plugs? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Long pause. My bad. <laughs> uh, on Saturdays coming out once again on Monday, because while most people are talking about NFL playoffs that just happened on the weekend. I'm writing about college football because I'm weird. Um, and then uh, Royal Rumble is the not this weekend, but the following weekend. So we will have our next batch of pro wrestling predictions coming up on the website. And other than that, you can follow me at Talent Alone Mike. Uh, you can follow me at Talent Alone Adam. Be sure to visit the website, talentalone.com. You can see weekly league pass watchability rankings where uh, I write about basketball, tell you which teams you should be watching, and tell you the best games for the following week. You can come back here every Monday and Thursday for our Town Alone podcast where we talk football and every Saturday for Baski. And uh, with that, Tyler, who wins the Royal Rumble this year? Can I name one? Uh, uh, the, the Von Eric that survived that one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the only thing I know about wrestling is the Aaron Claus. It's the only thing I know. 
The last surviving Von Eric, your Royal Rumble winner, 2024. I think it's Kevin. Kevin is the one who's who's, who's still there. Zach Efron. Zach, right. e- Zach Efron wins the Royal Rumble. Oh, fuck's sake. 